Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's BMW Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, 18 holes to go. Lots of uh, lots of movement here on, uh, on moving day. Lots of movement, not just for the players there at Olympia Fields, myself included, like I was telling you. I went to a little thrift, thrift store today to buy a, uh, a new piece of furniture. And I'm obsessed with haggling. And let me tell you, you? I, I, I took those women to the cleaners today. Just so absolutely. Was, how oh. much How much of a discount are you willing to shoot for, right? Like if an item's $100, do you, do you just go to right to 40 and try to meet in the middle? Or are you like, I don't know. You tell, tell a little sob story about how, you know, you're a couple, couple weeks behind and you really love this. It speaks to you. It reminds you of your grandpa. Like, do you do all that stuff? I, I kind of I cut to the chase pretty quickly. I don't I don't like to lie in as background. I, I learned this craft on the, the mean streets of Hong Kong when I was there a few years back when, when they have these markets. Right. They, they have all the, these fake knockoffs. But Rick, if you ever go to Hong Kong, the good stuff, they take you down like a couple alleys and then they go to this like random restaurant and you're in the kitchen. They open up a briefcase and it's like, boom. Those are the Rolexes you want. So I learned from there. Um, Jesus. <laughs> and so today I went to this store and it was like a nice bar cart. It was $300. Yeah. And it had 25 books lined up. And it was $300. And I was like, all right, I, I assume the books come with this. And they're like, no, they're $8 a pop, $200. Oh, come on. And I, I just tell the woman, honestly, looking back on it, I might have been the one who got got because I go, just give me all 25 of those books too. <laughs> 300 bucks. Boom. $200 off. Potentially. Potentially. All, did you want the books or not? Uh, yeah. I mean, they looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they might've got you. I'm not sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, well, tell you who got something today. It was Sam Burns and he got Olympia fields because that course record that was fired just yesterday by Max Homa 
Wow, I completely forgot. I almost said Justin go. Rose. Rose had a good round. Homa shot the course record. Sam Burns tied it. Eight under 62. This was bogey free. Flies him up the leaderboard. He's now in a tie for seventh. He started the week as the man on the bubble. 30th in the FedEx Cup standings. Now currently 19th. Big day for Sam Burns. Big day for him. And he was talking after his round about how it was a, it's been a pretty frustrating season. For him as a whole even though he does have that match play win not not a lot of other stuff really going for him and unlike max homa's round yesterday that was very putter reliant he, he really did it throughout the bag gained over a stroke off the tee another on approach had a nice hole out there on the par 3 13th as well and as we know sam burns is a fantastic putter so he gained almost four strokes on the greens there and look, he's inside the top 12 for the Ryder Cup. He's making a nice push for the Tour Championship as well. And at this point in the season, for me, I'm just rooting for the most chaotic thing ever. And so Sam Burns playing well, potentially contending in this tournament tomorrow, potentially winning this tournament tomorrow is perfect. It only makes Zach Johnson's job that much more difficult. And so... I'm I'm a little bit surprised about this round, right? You think about Olympia Fields. You don't really think about Sam Burns. You think about his major championship record. It hasn't been great, but he got the job done with, I mean, bogey-free around this track is unbelievable golf. You really have to golf your, your ball out there, and he has a chance to really put two 36-holes or two 18-hole rounds together, just a great 36-hole weekend and potentially win this thing and go running into the tour championship. Yeah, I, I do love the like, how connected this is to next week and then potentially how connected this week and next week are to the Ryder Cup, right? Like I, it feels, I know there's 18 holes left, but it kind of feels bigger than that because the as we've seen with the starting strokes, you got to be in the top five if you want to actually win. And then uh, because it is a Ryder Cup year and it is kind of so much up in the air, it feels like there's a lot on the line. I did just tweet this out a couple of minutes ago. The top of the board is really good for Justin Thomas right now. You know, guys that are locked into Ryder Cup spots. The the two guys that would spoil that for JT potentially are Sam Burns, who sits T7, four shots off the lead, and Denny McCarthy, who sits T7, Four shots off the lead. That's right. Uh, Denny says, what slump? I'm not slumping. I just shot a bogey-free 65 around Olympia Fields and finally starting to look like I'm back on track. He had that bizarre couple of, of weeks where he just was, was god-awful. But uh, Denny back at it again this week. He's relying on his best asset. That's the putter. He's seventh in strokes gained putting and uh, looks good. Looks very good. And top 10 both approaching around the green. So... Not only the putters come to life, but the ball striking and short game has uh, helped him out as well. And I think one of the more surprising things is he's ranked 40th in terms of driving accuracy. He's only hitting 50% of the fairways. And you, you think about someone like Denny McCarthy, who isn't the longest guy out there. If he's not hitting fairways, you would assume he'd be struggling, but really got the job done today with a nice five under uh, 65. And for him, Tomorrow's massive. He is the bubble boy heading into tomorrow. He's the only person or he is the person in between Jordan Spieth and the top 30 at the moment. He was in a very similar position last year uh, at Wilmington Country Club, wasn't able to get the job done. And not only is, you know, Ryder Cup consideration on the line tour championship, but 
Denny McCarthy's never played in a Masters in his career. And if he gets to East Lake next week, he will punch his ticket to the Masters. There's obviously a ton of time to earn an invitation between now and April, whether it's finishing top 50 in the world, uh, end of the calendar year, or the, you know, a couple weeks before. But he could take care of that with another great round tomorrow. And so someone who's enjoyed a very great, very strong season, very consistent, probably should have picked off a win here or there to for him to qualify for the tour championship and uh, earn that invitation into the masters. I feel like would be a great consolation prize. Yeah. Currently residing exactly in that 30th position in the FedEx cup standing. So uh, I imagine we're going to see a lot of Denny on the broadcast tomorrow that every hole, the updated scorecard is he in, is he out? Is it red? Is it green? We shall see Jordan Spieth 31st. The other big mover from the morning was Victor Hovland with his own 65 though. This felt, Patrick, like it could have been 62. I swear every time they cut to Victor, it was a birdie putt that didn't fall. Now he had plenty that did because he made an eagle on one, a birdie on three, seven, 10, 11, and 18. But man, this, I felt like this was the worst score he could have shot. Yeah. And I mean, he just continues to strike the absolute crap out of the golf ball. And today he, he putted quite well. Like you said, the really highlighted there by uh, the eagle at the opener, and then he made a long one on the seventh as well. But this is just a guy who continues to play really smart, strategic golf. Uh, he was saying after the round how he's always going to be aggressive off the tee. That's, I mean, that's been Victor Hovland his whole career, but he's learning to play conservative or hyper hyper aggressive off the tee, more conservative into these greens, and. I mean, his round, I thought, looked a lot like Rory McIlroy's, honestly, where both of these guys could have easily shot 62 like Sam Burns. And for Hovland, he's really close, I, th I think, to breaking out. I know 65 is a tremendous score at Olympia Fields, but he feels it feels really close for him to piece it all together, make the clutch uh, par saves when he needs them to keep the momentum rolling. And like you said there, Rick, every time – they were like, here's Victor Hovland putting for birdie from 17 feet. Crowd. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it, it was just like you could have thrown that on the loop and I would have been listening. I was like, oh, OK, we're, we're just the broadcast is rolling on as <laughs> as usual. So it, it feels really close. And he's just been tremendous all year, especially at the major championships. So it, it's no real surprise that he's in contention right now. The top of the board got flipped on its head in the afternoon. We're going to talk about those guys, the favorites, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance 
performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Rory McIlroy Patrick was shot out of a cannon four under through his first six holes, but he stumbled as he made the turn a bogey on nine, a bogey on 10, in which he missed a two foot, 10 inch putt and little momentum coming in. It's a three under 67 for Rory McIlroy, eight under for the tournament, three shots off the lead with 18 to go. He is. I've said it almost every week, I think, since the PGA Championship, where it's like, how is he only three strokes back? He doesn't really seem to have his best stuff. He, like you said, he got off to a tremendous start there with four early birdies, back-to-back -back bogeys around the turn. The one at 10 was really bad. I, I think, you know, you or me could have made that putt. He said he played it just center cut. He was like, hit it hard. There's no break in this, and it just immediately took off right on him. Uh, and he missed a ton of opportunities coming down the stretch. Uh, I know he made that uh, birdie on the par five, but he gave himself a lot of good chances. He almost jarred it on 16. I think if he took a couple inches off it, like his putter last week, it would have just gone straight in the hole and then missed a few more coming in. 17 wasn't a great putt, and 18 – uh, hit one of his better drives of the day to set up a nice approach to 20 feet that he missed as well. But all the questions in his post-round interview were about his putter, and I totally understand those. But for me, with Rory McIlroy this week, he is dead last in driving accuracy. He is just not giving himself the same opportunities as his counterparts to attack some of these pins. And you could look at that at one or two ways, where the way I kind of lean is, Rory McIlroy's three back without his best weapon cooperating this week, which I think is very scary for Matt Fitzpatrick and the leaders. 
On the other hand, you're like, oh my gosh, he's really getting a lot out of his rounds if he's able to be eight under at this point. So I know the putter will be the club that everyone hones in on tomorrow, but me personally, I'm going to look at the big stick and see if he can hit 10 or 11 fairways tomorrow. Cause if he does, I think he has a great chance to win. Yeah. He got away with it on Thursday, spraying it all over the place, but it's caught up to him over the course of the, the last two rounds. Uh, Max Homo was our overnight leader and it was fine and dandy through the first couple of holes. He makes birdies on two and five, but a shock to the system, Patrick on seven, he makes a seven. That is a triple bogey. It was a fine drive. He misses the green to the right-hand side, doesn't get it up to the surface. It rolls back down to his feet, misses a short putt in the process, and this just completely just derails him for the next six or seven holes. I, I will say it was impressive that he tacked on two birdies to claw this back late in the round, but it it was clear that it was like that that lingered for a while. It, it For someone who takes a lot of pride in his mental game, it, it – mentally affected him for the next hour or two and like you said um, he, he actually got a break off the tee where it was in the rough and it bounced to the first cut and the mistake was really the third shot leaving it at his feet where if he had just hit it 15 feet past the first time I'm sure he walks away with bogey there and he's in a share of the lead at this point so right really flipped flipped the scoreboard on its head gave a lot of guys uh you know breathing breathing room or gave him new life into this tournament injected new life into the tournament because it kind of felt there where he got off to a tremendous start it's like okay max is gonna do what max does he's always been great in the heat of the battle he's not someone who wilts down the stretch when he's in the lead he typically converts it no matter who's chasing him down you think about his first win at the wells fargo rory McIlroy was in contention there you think about tory pines uh earlier this season i mean Colin Morikawa he was playing it with uh, in that final round. So he's able to look down these heavy hitters without blinking. And so I I was pretty shocked by it. I was pretty shocked about the next hour or two, but Max Homa, the ultimate competitor, total bulldog. I feel like I'm describing a slot receiver for the Patriots, but coming back with two birdies in his last four holes and even more crucial in my opinion was that seven foot par save on 18 to punch his ticket into the penultimate group and have one eye on the uh, on the final group, I think it's going to be huge. There's always a stretch or two that players, potential winners have during a tournament where it gets away from them. It clearly got away from Homa, but he gave himself a chance tomorrow, and we've seen him in the final round where he has been great in contention. 71 on Saturday, nine shots worse than the 62 he posted on Friday. He's in solo fourth, two shots off the lead. Brian Harmon, our champion golfer of the year, continues to play well. He's gone 65, 68, 67 to post 10 under par. That's one shot back. He'll play with Max Homa on Sunday. And this was pretty clean here, Patrick. It was four birdies offset just by one bogey. Um, you know, I think he left a couple of strokes out there. A couple shots got away from him, but the the impressive season and especially this summertime run from Brian Harmon continues. Is Brian Harmon the second best player on the U.S. Ryder Cup team at the moment? <laughs> um, no, but the fact that you have to ask is scary. <laughs> Who do you got over him? Scheffler. Yeah, he's number one. And. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is crazy. If you look at the entire Ryder Cup team, like no one's no one's trending in the right direction. Everyone's playing down. Yeah, and I'm looking at Harmon's statistical profile right now, and it, it's pretty pretty funny. He is fourth in putting, fourth around the green, fourth in approach, 46 off the tee. <laughs> Yeah, hit hitting. He's hit only twenty fairways so far. He's ranked forty third in terms of driving accuracy. That's impossible. He's he lives out of the short grass. It's it's kind of a a bit of Denny McCarthy. They have pretty similar statistical profiles today. I thought you were going to say it's similar to Rory McIlroy. He doesn't even have his best weapon this week. Oh, yeah, that that too. He hit five fairways today and shot three under, which is he, he only had one bogey around Olympia Fields and. Uh, the the one on nine that was that was the big right miss that was a toe ball hook, mm-hmm. you know twelve to six curveball from you Darvish, but it, it's just been it's been really impressive. We've seen it with with guys that kind of get the monkey off their back. He he wins for the first time since two thousand seventeen, and he must feel like he's just playing with house money. Uh, he's he's won one of the four most difficult tournaments to win what's a postseason event with 50 players at this point, right? He, he's the type of guy, he's similar to Homa, where he's not going to blink down the stretch. He's a great competitor, and he's just got to hit fairways tomorrow. And the way he puts it, he's always going to be in it. So very impressive. Only one back. Easily could win. Second best player on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. That final group is Scotty Scheffler, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Let's start with Fitzpatrick. It was a 66, his second 66 of the week. Out in 33, in in 33. He was blemish-free until the 18th hole. He makes a bogey there after spraying one uh, wide right off the tee. It, It was a good score, Patrick. The stat profile is decent. I've got I've got some concerns about Matt Fitzpatrick for for Sunday. I do as well, namely because this performance kind of just came out of the blue. His last top 40 finish was the U.S. Open in June. He has not been great as of late. Uh, and for someone who just made a massive stride off the tee in 2022, he's really regressed this year. I, I know he had the injury early on, but it, it just hasn't been the same Matt Fitzpatrick. And you take a look at his iron play. It's, it's ticked down every day, and the ball striking in particular today was not great. He got – we talked about Victor and Rory not getting much out of their round. It felt like Matt Fitzpatrick got just about everything he could out of his round. He sprayed it all over the yard. He was Houdini in extracting himself from a lot of difficult – almost impossible situations. He has gained putting round one. He gained three strokes round two. He gained one and a half round three. He gained 2.7. He is either going to be the greatest putter in the history of golf for one more day, or this is coming back to earth. And I think probably the latter. Well, people do forget he is Chicago's adopted son. Right. Uh, right. You know how Sergio is Austin's adopted son. Yep, yep, yep. Fitzpatrick is Chicago's. I I think he was there for a year, maybe. Yeah, so Western boy, right? Has a very good understanding of the area. That's, you know, an hour outside the city. And it makes a ton of sense. But yeah, like you said, he was absolutely Houdini today. The up and down on the par 515th 
was just stupid after getting TIO relief. I mean, of course. And then on the 18th there, that was when they were determining if the volunteer stepped on his ball or not. They, they like went back and slow mode it twice. Yeah. And you see the volunteer like kind of jump a little bit. And then Fitzpatrick looks at him and like gives him a hand. Like, what the hell, dude? What did you just do? Yeah, and the guy, the guy said, "Yeah, I don't think I actually stepped on it, mm-hmm. taking it to his grave." I, uh, I, you know, listen, they're volunteers. I never like to speak ill of the volunteers, but you have like one job to not step on the golf ball. That's like your one job, and I love that. So, so he clearly made contact with it, but I guess he, maybe he just brushed it instead of stepped on it. That's that's the key designation here. It really looks like he told Fitzpatrick just to like kick rocks. He's like, yeah, it's not my problem, man. Get you figure it. it out. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, 11 under par, Matt Fitzpatrick. He's in the final group. He will be there with no surprise, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, because all Scotty does is put his name at or near the top of the leaderboard. A 64 on Saturday, his best round of the week. He leads this field, shock, in tee to green play for the week. He's number one off the tee. He's number one on approach. He's 28th in putting. And in fact, he was seventh in putting on Saturday. He spoke with, I think it was Amanda Renner after the round, um, like the way he putted on Saturday, which I, as I mentioned, two strokes in the positive. But he also said he liked the way he putted on Friday where he lost three strokes. And I'm like, I don't trust this guy one single bit. But he's at the top of the leaderboard. I think he mentioned to Amanda he really liked the position where he was putting from today more. And yes, I guess whatever which way you have to trick yourself into thinking that you're close, that you're a great putter. If that's the difference between it's just a media. losing two strokes on it's, Friday, it's made up narrative by the media, a, a four stroke switch in in the span of 24 hours. He thought he had a ton of uh, left to right down hillers on Friday. And today he had a ton of right to left up hillers. And, and that, that was the main difference. But anytime you get Scotty Scheffler rolling the rock and holding putts with conviction, it's, you know, we're beating a beating the drum here again, beating a dead horse where if Scotty putts, he's going to win. Yeah. But I, I think it's, it would put a really nice bow if he's able to convert you with, you look at his profile versus Fitzpatrick. One is obviously much more steady and it's, it's Scheffler's, but it, it would be a really nice bow on a historic tee to green season that yes. felt like he left so many trophies out there. That's, uh, that's the thing. This has been a hist- literally a historic unprecedented tee to green year and will feel a bit, uh, lame dull with two wins which i know it shouldn't because they're big wins and all that fun stuff but that that's what it'll feel like if he tacks on the bmw championship and then parlays it to the tour championship not only will the bank account be a lot bigger but it'll feel a lot better yes and i I think it would also take the player of the year honors from john rom who i mean we haven't even touched on he's been an absolute ghost in the postseason thus far yeah if you've been if you've been if you're 38th out of 50 or out of 49 going into the final round you don't you don't get first cut every time yeah it's just been you know very disappointing from the spaniard 
But for, for Scotty Scheffler, the, those three birdies to kick, kick off his back nine, added one on the par five, nearly added another one on 16. That was a tremendous putt as well that just burned the edge. And it, it feels like those putts that are burning the edge, half of them are kind of falling in at this point. And given how many looks he gets per round, which seems like 18, uh, it, it, he, he has to be feeling good about himself and his new putter. Let's look at the odds board for tomorrow. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, both 11 under. Brian Harmon at 10. Max Homa alone at 9. Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy at 8. Uh, Foursome at 7. Burns, McCarthy, Xander, Rose. Scotty Scheffler is plus 125. Matt Fitzpatrick, 320. Harmon, 600. Homa, 900. Rory, 900. I would like to make the case for Brian Harmon. And I don't think it's... I don't think it's super unreasonable. He's one shot back. He's having a great year. He's having a great week. There is a realistic chance that Scotty Scheffler loses two and a half strokes putting. And there's a realistic chance that Matt Fitzpatrick uh, does not Houdini his way into a 66 again. Brian Harmon has not done the one thing that he always does well. And if he play, if he plays out of like 10 fairways on Sunday, I think he has a good chance to win this. I completely agree with your reasoning. I, I don't think you can look at Scotty, the putter. you got to make putts on Sunday. He hasn't been able to do that since the Players' Championship. Fitzpatrick, Tita Green is just unreliable at this moment, but I'm going to go a bit further down. Do it. And I, th- I think Roy McIlroy wins this golf tournament. Uh, wow. even, though, even though his – his minions came after me last week on Twitter and absolutely ratioed me into oblivion. I'm going to extend the olive branch here and say Rory McIlroy wins this golf tournament. It's the same, same logic with Harmon, but he has so much more firepower where Rory, if he hits 10 fairways, I think he, I think he is more than capable of catching these from three strokes back. And yeah, uh, if not him, then I would love to see Sam Burns or Denny McCarthy win just to throw an absolute wrench into the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Listen, I don't think you should be. Bet- I don't think you should be betting Scotty Scheffler at plus one twenty-five on on Saturday night. Uh, and I think that there is a pretty reasonable case and something that we've seen countless times this year that uh, Scheffler and Fitzpatrick could struggle on Sunday. I don't think that's unreasonable, right? This is not, and I'm not breaking news here. So anybody else who has enough firepower to get to the top. Is pretty interesting. We've seen two sixty. We've seen a sixty-two each of the last two days. There's been 63, 64s, and sixty-fives out there this week. I I do not think the top of the board is safe necessarily. I I completely agree with you. Um, and I, I think Victor is another one. He, he's pretty similar to Rory, and he's driving the golf ball better than Rory at the moment. And I mean, we saw him just went at another difficult golf course at Muirfield village where a lot of these players are uh, comparing the greens to with, with the pitch and the slopes of them. So I, I think if they're able to feed off each other too, since I believe they are the third to last group, um, then I, I think honestly, it, it'll be a lot of them on your TV tomorrow. That's a sick group. Yeah. So Scotty Fitzpatrick, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Victor Hovland, Rory McElroy. And then two guys trying to get it going for the Ryder Cup. Sam Burns, Denny McCarthy, Justin Rose, and Xander Shoffley. Then Corey Condors, Sungjae, Adam Spence, and Wyndham Clark. Okay, we've, we've 
where he's lost. And and I think another added wrinkle to this is Matt Fitzpatrick entered the week 40th into the FedEx Cup. So he's projected up to fifth should he win, but th- there's a lot on the line. And other guys that you just mentioned, uh, Justin Rose was, I think, outside, but yeah, he's 32nd. Uh, Sam Burns was 30th. So a, a lot of these guys still have plenty to play for and. It has to creep inside their mind at some point. Ryan Lavner wrote something for Golf Channel this week about just getting into this week where Patrick Rogers was like, yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of lost my focus because it felt like I kind of kept my tour card by playing myself inside the top 50 where I got the hard part done. And you've seen some of these guys kind of suffer in their play. I have to admit, I'm, I'm pretty excited for tomorrow. Uh, I, you know, whether you like the, the 70, 50, 30 thing or not, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Denny McCarthy are all hovering around the bubble to see if they're going to make it next week. There's guys who have a lot to play for. They've, there's, there's wins on the line. There are Ryder Cup spots. Like the staggered start, which I do not think is a good, I don't think it's a solution. It's better than what we used to do, but I don't think it's the ultimate solution. The staggered start combined with only two other playoff events make those eight rounds incredibly important. So I, I'm very excited for tomorrow. I am as well. And honestly, early on, if you're looking to follow someone on PGA Tour Live, you, you got to look at John Rom because he could easily drop to, I think, as low as fourth, which would put him, what, half a dozen back? Is it 10, 8? seven four or ten eight six four or something like that for no it's ten eight for the starting strokes yeah what is it ten ten eight seven six five okay. and then i think it's like four 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 or it might be five 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 four 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 three 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 but pretty sure it's ten ten eight seven six five okay so he could be four back and this is a guy who entered the week number one he was lucky to even have that um and has had a pretty inconsistent back half to the season and even more so if you take away that Saturday at the Open. Um, so he's someone to watch. And obviously, Bubble Boy, Jordan Spieth, 31, Denny McCarthy, 30th. And here's a question for you, Rick. A little trivia. A little trivia. Oh, okay. Let me get my trivia brain ready. I ran, I ran the strokes gain from the regular season. Okay. There is a player who ranked fifth in total strokes gained who is on the screen – and likely, I think he's 29th in the projected at the moment. He might miss the tour championship after ranking fifth. Is it uh, Terrell Hatton? It is. The Aeon Risk Reward winner. He got his, zero, he already got his million bucks. Isn't that incredible? That, they, that, 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 that exists? Well, that and also that... He was, you know, by the numbers, The I know he didn't win anything, but he had a nice finish at the players, and he technically was the fifth best player in the regular season. And So do you, do you think that that is an indictment of our playoff system if the fifth best player can have eight bad rounds and not make it to the finals? No, absolutely not. You got to learn how to win. Winning matters. and But at the same time, someone like Patrick Cantlay, who has not won this season, He's fifth in the FedEx Cup, which is, I think, equally as impressive. <laughs> fifth in the fifth in the standings and first in the fraud rankings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as uh, 
you know, as Brandel would say, <laughs> did you see that clip of him? No, I don't. Oh my God. He was, he was, I don't catch know, a lot of what Brandel says. He was bestir- <laughs> just absolutely laying down the hammer on Phil Mickelson. Uh, and then he no? just goes, and then he just goes, and then Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> oh, right. Cause Patrick Cantlay tried to, uh, run a coup, right? Yeah. Coup d'etat Cantlay, allegedly. <laughs> uh, he, he's like, you know, Phil thinks he's the smartest person in the room. And I, so does Patrick Cantlay, <laughs> nice. but, but they're not good drive by. <laughs> yeah, honestly. All right. Well, this time tomorrow, the field and order will be set for Eastlake. And then we will talk about that and other things that happen between now and then. Big thank you to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available on X at amateur status. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.